networking angles, client management. Hope you guys had a great 4th of July. Today's the 6th, uh, Saturday afternoon. So let's jump right in. So the big thing to like think about when you're working with people in your field, and in this case it's photography, um, everyone's different. People are expecting different things. They've worked with different people in their past, and based on those experiences, they're going to base that like off of what they're expecting from you. So they don't really know your quality of work. So they want, you need to give them a reason to kind of believe you and kind of trust you to do what you're saying you're going to do. So whether that's prints or showing like an online portfolio, but showing work tailored towards what their business is doing helps. So food photos for food businesses or event photos for event businesses stuff like that like it all needs to be tailored towards the client and if you don't have work that's based on their line of work then you gotta you gotta convince them as much as possible because like it's hard for them to see things that you haven't shot before like I'm working with an ice cream client in two weeks and I haven't shot ice cream before. I did a couple test shots yesterday and they turned out okay, but like, you know, they wanna make sure you're prepared for everything, you know, we'll, you know, we'll know how everything works and stuff like that. And that's a big part of the job that like you're gonna be doing for them. Another big thing is that not everybody will say yes. Like getting clients is very hard. So far I've only had three. I have a lot of people in like a workflow trying to talk to them regularly, feel them out and see where we're going and trying to get them to that final stage of contract signing. But as far as that process goes, it's a no until you get their signature. So there's a lot of talking, there's a lot of messaging back and forth, there's a lot of checking in just to make sure everything is okay. And then once you have those clients that you've closed leads on, or that you've closed, like the Turkish coffee company that I worked with uh, this past month in June, like keeping up contact with them is important as well. Um, you know, you thank them for your, their time and the money they invested into the whole project, but you want to make sure, you know, check in, see if they need anything else extra or how everything is going, maybe stop by or offer them a deal, stuff like that. Part of that though is that you'll talk to a lot of people like for me I'm specifically focusing on the people and businesses that are in and around my area so that'd be restaurants uh, outlet malls indoor malls like golf courses anything you name it anything that has a business has an online presence and or products stuff like that that would need photography services or individuals as well like people that need couples photos people that need graduation photos people that need photos of literally anything those are your clients whether they're singular or they're enterprises people that are in dc people that are in baltimore all of that and they all need to be nurtured in the terms of making sure that they're happy and making sure that you're walking them through the process of how you're going to get the job done and how great of a job you're going to do. And your portfolio plays a big part in that. And now that kind of like segues right into pro bono work, 
which is working for free. And yeah, it kind of it's not the greatest thing to do, but it gets your name out there. It's free publicity and it helps build your portfolio. So far I've worked with probably a handful of pro bono cases. That was just to like get my portfolio up to par, you know, trying to get some work out there for people to look at. And it's honestly you get to meet a lot of cool people. Like uh this past weekend for 4th of July or Thursday. <laughs> um, I went to the first annual Crawling Thunder, which is a Jeep parade that's hosted in the DMV. So this was its first year. So I reached out to the whoever was hosting it on Facebook. They said they didn't have a photographer. They didn't have a budget for one. And I'm like, I'm not really doing anything at like eight o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, I'll be out there. I can take some shots for you, send them and you can post it on Facebook and send it to all your people. I gave him my name, my information, asked him for a review, and went there and did the work for free. And it wasn't that far from my house. That's another big thing. If you're going to do pro bono work, make sure it's not too far away from where you're stationed or living or working out of because you don't want to spend too much time and gas or however you get to where you're going to get to that location. Because remember, this is if this is all you're doing... You need to be strategic on how you spend your money and time. And this, for me, was a good amount of time. The event was only an hour because they were driving up to a brewery. I can't talk. Brewery up uh, north somewhere. And they were having another, that was like the second half of the event. And they were only in that lot for about an hour. So I got there like super early. Um, I didn't see my contact there. Um, it was just like a bunch of other people. I don't think he got there until it was like right about time to leave. I did eventually end up meeting him. He was really cool. Uh, we spoke for like maybe like five minutes or so and then they had to head out. But like I got there super early, took a bunch of shots, talked to a couple people and then kind of just did what, you know, I wasn't getting paid to do, but like it was still fun. There was so many different kind of Jeeps, so many different variations and there was a lot of cool people there. And then a big part of taking care of your clients is contracts. You need to either draft your own contracts or hire somebody to do that for you or look it up on Google. Like that's a big thing. Binding, signing contracts is a huge part of your business because you can't just take everything on word of mouth or writing something down. Like it's mainly to protect yourself and to protect them. So like for me, I do like a $50 retainer charge to kind of block off that day for the client for whenever that shoot is and then uh, any extra charges that might come after the work so I typically charge $50 an hour and then so let's say the shoot's like three hours and then I do uh, an hour of post work so you add all that up and it kind of gives you a rough amount which you can put on the contract for the client to look over and be like oh, this is how much I'm going to spend on top of that $50 charge to secure that date. Because, you know, you want to make sure you're compensated for your time and you want to make sure you can use that money in order to put it back into your business and bring you more clients. That's the big part, bringing yourself clients. I've had three so far and it's July and I started in June. And I've had a lot of prospects. A lot of people have said no. I'm telling you this right now. A lot of people have said no. 
I've used Instagram and DM businesses in my area. A lot of them said, oh, we've had photographers or we have a photographer, in-house photographer, or we don't need photos right now. Or uh, this last past week, I got a straight up no. <laughs> like, didn't it get an explanation? That was actually kind of funny. And I just said, okay. But it's a lot of people will say no. But you only need like a couple yeses. And once you do a great job, you can reach back out to them. Don't like pester them, but just like, you know, every not maybe like month or so or every two months, just throw them, you know, a little something like thanks. Thanks for working with us. Just wanted to check in and see if you need anything else extra. Um, I'd be happy to drop by and just chat for a little bit, whatever. But, like, keeping up appearances is important because you want to have them come back to you for other work. Or if they have events coming up that you want to shoot for them, stuff like that. So, in since we're talking about contracts, another part of that, because all the work you're shooting for them is important, and they get all of that, you know, prior to the event being done, but, like, protecting your work is also a big part of this, too. So when you do pro bono stuff, you want to protect your work by putting in, like, metadata, which is just, like, information about what that specific shot is. It'll have, like, your name inside of that specific file or JPEG and watermarks. Um, I only did a watermark so far for one or two of my pro bono cases, mainly because, you know, I was giving them all the files. They were going to post it on their Facebook page. You know, they still mentioned me in the comments, but like, you know, it's better to have your name written on there for them, for people to see when they're scrolling through the photos than have them mention it in their post or whatever. Because it just, it just seems, it has a different meaning, you know? So then they'll go and search for that name if they're really interested or if they really want to buy the photo or they want an co original copy for themselves. And then, so we talked about all the no's. The yeses are just as important as well. So when you get that yes and they're like, oh, I'm interested, yeah, send me your information, that can still lead to a no. You never really assume it's a yes until you get that contract signed. You can still meet and somebody can still say no. I mean, the two meetups I had, they said yes. That's because those contacts, I nurtured really well prior to meeting them i gave them like all the information they needed to make an adequate decision on whether or not they wanted to pursue this and it worked out in my favor but when you get those yeses you want to go above and beyond for them so typically what i do and that i've learned from other people that i watch on youtube or read online is that you make a shot list for every event every shot they want like for the Turkish coffee company that I worked with, they wanted photos of a specific new menu they had. And you can look at those photos on my portfolio website. Um, but they wanted specific shots of that. And then everything else was, you know, kind of open to interpretation. They were having an event going on that day. Uh, I took some photos of different things just for my own usage. And if, for their usage if they wanted. But like everything on that list that they wrote up, you have them sign it in order to 
kind of protect yourself so they can't get mad at you if you didn't take shots of, you know, X, Y, and Z. I know especially people do this for weddings because, you know, there's a lot going on and you have to do all different types of photography and produce this massive, like, product of photos. So, all of that being said, the big thing is nurturing your clients and figuring out how to get them. And once you get them, going above and beyond for them because they, they're expecting a lot from you and they're trusting you to do a great job. That's the last thing you want is a bad review. To give you a better example of like client handling, um, somebody that I'm working with now, it's an ice cream shop, I think I talked about it already a little bit, but just to get into more details. So they have specific items they want to shoot, like we already have a date set, got the contract signed, uh, still waiting on the retainer, but like everything's like set. Um, at our meeting before, I don't know. Before the contract was initially signed, I talked to them about what they wanted. Um, so I got that shot list. And so it's like a couple different items. Uh, the shot of the store and the shot of... They have like an ice cream bus that they do for uh, different photo events or different events um, that they get hired to do around the county. And they wanted to figure out a way to the best way to display items on the side of the bus that people could you know refer to when they're picking ice creams instead of their ice cream flavors instead of looking at just like a, a list so I did suggest a couple things like on the fly like laminated photos and whatnot but like you know they want something that'll look and have like a really good feel you know something that doesn't look cheap um, I mean laminated kind of lamination does kind of give you that cheap-ish kind of look so I'm thinking like probably high quality prints that's probably what I got that's what I'm gonna suggest and then probably have them laminated like not and then have them put onto a board of some kind that they could because I know they have Velcro on that side of the bus and they could, you know, Velcro different things. But, like, the point is to get a photo that the customer can then see, but that the owners also like and they want to put on the side of the bus that it doesn't, so it doesn't look like, you know, bad. And so I do have to do more brainstorming there, but that's one of the things they wanted. And then they wanted, you know, individual shots of, you know, ice cream. So um, I found this DIY way to make backgrounds uh photography backgrounds so i went to home depot actually spent about 35 dollars i got like two pieces of plywood uh i think it's like drywall uh paint not paint something dry that you use to like put on drywall um it's almost like plaster that's what it looks like and then um, I spray painted it green and then I put like some acrylic paint on it and now I actually need to spray that down with matte paint and so that's one background that we can use and I think I posted like a couple photos like on Twitter but like those are the kind of things you want to do for a client like I already had this idea in mind that I wanted to make these things but 
you know, I told them that I was willing to do this for them. And I can still use these in the future. I bought two boards, and that's, you know, two sides each board, so I can have four different backgrounds. And so I'm planning to make a black one, do some more test shots that I have to send out to them on Monday. Since today's Saturday, shoots in two weeks now, starting tomorrow. So I'm getting prepared. i got to come up with ideas and send those out and send them test shots just to show them what they're working with. And that's, like, really how you have to be as a business owner or as a freelancer or whatnot. Like, you have to go above and beyond. And I know it's, like, the summer, I guess, for summer in terms of, like, having extra time. You know, not having to go to school and whatnot. So it's different. When I'm going into my last year of... Last year. My last semester of college. So... It's going to be busy. I got graduation. I'm trying to keep up my appearances around the different social networks for my freelance business as a photographer. And I play Ultimate Frisbee, so that's a big, that's a huge part of my life. Huge, huge part. I play for a club team here in D.C. And I have, you know, other engagements, family engagements, social engagements, all these different things. So, like, you want to make sure that you kind of balance everything properly. So this is kind of like the system I have set up. You know, you make the initial contact, you get them interested, find out what they want, you convince them or kind of talk to them about signing a contract, get a date set, and then, you you know, based on what they need, you know, you come up with ideas, you brainstorm, like, and then you do the shoot, you send them the photos, and then you wait for a response. Like, I don't expect them to send me the payment before they get the photos because like you know that's not fair but like I have my site set up that I can set up like a private gallery for them to see everything but they can't like right click and download the images and then they can view that and then I send them the full like images and then you know they send me the payment information so it's kind of simple once you get the client in the pipeline but before that, it's a lot of emailing, a lot of talking, a lot of keeping up with appearances in terms of letting them know, hey, I'm still here, or, you know, just reaching back out like these two clients I've been talking to this past week. Uh, one's like a, one's a animal rights conference or organization, animal rights organization, and then the other is like a band venue company and they're both based in this area and you know I reached out to them I found these on Eventbrite and I asked um, just like if they needed anything or if they would be interested in photography services and they both said yes and sometimes like you know people get busy you know there's like a lull in between you know a certain amount of time once you email them you give it like three, four days, you don't hear anything, then you send a slight follow-up, then you wait more. Like, you can't just keep blasting them with emails. Like, that means when they stop talking to you, you 
put them on your calendar, you know, set a date when you need to follow up with them. And then in that mean, in that, you know, time where you're not getting any emails or whatever, then you find and you look for new people because you can't wait around for them because you don't know if they're going to say yes. You can't, you'll, you'll never know until you get that contract signed. That's the, that's the point when you're like, yes, okay, this is going to be a one lead. Like W-O-N. Like that means you're getting paid for this. Like until you get that signature and you sign it too, then you're getting paid for the, for that specific job. Like in that time though, you need to be looking for other things. And that's what I'm doing too. Like, whether it's Instagram or Googling businesses that are around me or that are, you know, within driving distance or talking to family members, whatever it is. Like, you have to use your entire network in order to kind of build a client base. And the thing is, I've been thinking about this for a while. Like, I've been trying to think about ways to... build a relationship with a client so it's not just a one-time transaction if you know what I mean so like you know it's something that's done regularly they have new products they call you you do the shoot and then you know it's like a constant contact I think that's like a, a business or something but like yeah that's one thing I've been thinking about trying to keep clients in the pipeline have them do regular shoots, whether it's for staff or events they have coming up, stuff like that. That's important. But the biggest thing I learned, and I've been listening to, well, I have been listening to a lot of Gary Vee. Kind of stopped listening to him for a while because I kind of gotten, I've kind of received his message. But like the big thing is for like people that are just starting out. Like, if you don't ask, you won't receive. Like, yeah, a lot of people will say no. But if you don't ask them, you you never know. Like, people, like, when I'm going through, like, businesses on Instagram, and I see, like, some of their photos, and some of them, like, look really good. I mean, I'll still reach out. Like, the first pro bono, uh, like, job that I did is for... A is for the Cookie Monster's Kitchen. She's, like, local to, like, the DMV. And she had great photos. Like, and she takes those with her Samsung phone. And they look amazing. But I just, like, reached out. And she was like, yeah, I'd be happy to have you over. And you can take some shots for your portfolio. And that was free of charge for me and her. And, yeah, that's not always great. But, like, you're getting publicity for yourself and she's getting publicity because I posted about her and she posted about me and plus now you have extra work to put in your portfolio which is great because not a lot of people have work that you know they're willing to or no not a lot of people that have work to show at all like that's how I started out I just had trips that I went on and then I just kind of posted those up first and then I broke them down to portraits, sports photography, event, food. And then I still have, like, my trips in there. But that's, like, the last thing. 
But yeah, it's all about nurturing the client. Like, and if you haven't used, uh, I think it's, what's it called? HubSpot. It's a free, CR, a free CRM and it helps you like manage literally almost anything. Like you can do a lot of stuff on there. It can help you track the emails you send out to clients. It'll remind you of tasks you have to do. It'll organize your companies, help you track leads, help you close leads, show you how much you know revenue you've earned over X amount of time. Um, it's great. And then another one is Notion. Notion is awesome. So you can organize like literally everything. This is more for like personal things. I mean, it helps me with my photography business, like things I want to do, a content calendar, Instagram posts, uh, client emails that I drafted up uh, and like ads that I've drafted or to do's for the day. And even for this podcast, like I wrote up on my content calendar, episode one for today. So, like, and I have all the breakdowns of, you know, everything I want to do. Like, this is, it's not easy getting clients. Like, it's hard, really hard. But you just got to keep talking to people. Get my business cards this coming week, I think, the 10th or the 8th, something like that. But, like, networking, talking to people, getting your name out there is a big part of being so small. Like, when you're big, then you don't have to do as much because people know who you are. But when you're starting out and you're small, you just have the people that you know and the people that you've met. And they both can get you to where you want to go. You just have to put in the time to get there. And I think I'm doing that. And I know school's going to take up a huge portion of my time when I go back in August or at the end of August. So I have to plan accordingly because I really want to do this. I hope you learned a lot about how I handle my clients personally. I know this was kind of like a long-winded podcast. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. But, yeah, hopefully you learned a lot. Remember, pro bono work is good. It's free publicity. Get your name out there. Uh, Make contracts for your clients. Protect your work. And do your very best. That's the big, big picture there. But, uh, yeah, that was episode one. I hope you enjoyed that. And I will see you guys around. I will definitely be doing another one this coming week. So, yeah, see you around.